1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
2: Welcome back to the Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always... Badger By Badger Legend, Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie. good as always to see you. Game week. It's game week. This is awesome. Very our, excited. And, and our second show this week. And we have like an unbelievably special guest today. Badger Legend, the man with the most rushing touchdowns in Wisconsin Badgers <laughs> history. Two-time All-American, Monty Ball. Monty, thank you so much for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your very busy week to hang out with us.
1: No, no. This is uh, listen. Honestly, this is This is an honor. Once it came through my email, checked it out and everything. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm in. I'm in. And obviously, knowing Bernie, I've known Bernie for a very long time now. I was like, oh yeah, you can most definitely count me on on this. You you didn't even have to ask me. You just <laughs> be like, hey, you're doing this on this day at this time. We're talking Badgers football. I'd have been like perfect. But all is well on my end, fellas. How you guys doing?
0: Living the dream, man. <laughs> Coming up cooking up some Nittany lions. I'm, I'm very
1: excited.
2: Keep going, P. We, we know that, uh, we know that Bernie has a special place in his heart for uh, the Nittany lions is <laughs> his, uh, his crowning achievement as a badger was the, was against the Nittany lions at home. So, you know, all, all, all that always brings back good memories for me. I've told Bernie many times. That is one of, I mean, to me, that is my first like burn into my memory badger, like experience. <laughs> You know, college game day was there. It was my freshman year on right. campus, and I was just like over the moon. I hadn't slept in like 48 hours before that game. So it was, uh, that was a special time. So before we get into it, though, I uh, want to remind you guys that we are indeed presented by betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now on football. We had week zero, we had five games in week zero. Including the amazing victory by Illinois over Nebraska, which I think a lot of Badger fans, you know, kind of like to see that. You know, I, I don't mind having a uh, coach, Coach Bielema back in the in the Big Ten and in beating Nebraska. So that's always nice to see. So we are back on the gridiron to start this football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get the latest odds, props, and contests, including. The internet's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest two-hundred-thousand-dollar NFL Survivor contest, open now over at Bet Online. Head over to the website, that's BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the opening day game of the NFL on Thursday, September 9th, between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. If you lose your wager is refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL 100 bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. That's bet online. Your online sports book experts money, man, so many questions I have so many things I want to talk about. (laughs) Um, But it was actually today, today, September 1st, 10 years ago, Today is when Russell Wilson made his debut, and you and him created, arguably, with James White, arguably the greatest backfield trio in the history of Wisconsin football. What you know? What was on your mind ten years ago today when you guys played that game and ended up going to the Rose Bowl?
1: Oh my goodness, man! You 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 went straight after it. I love it. I love it. Ten years <laughs> ago today. My gosh, man, where did the time go? But honestly, I, I mean I I do remember it, man, like it was yesterday. Cause obviously I remember all the hype, the media that surrounded this, this new kid on the block coming from NC State. Who is this who is this guy? You know, what I mean, you know, it's all about the backfield at Wisconsin. Why are we doing having so much press surrounding a quarterback? Um, but obviously, long story short, sure, we all understand what Russell was all about once he, get, once, he, once he obviously arrived on campus. But it was wonderful, man. I mean, honestly, once he stepped foot on campus, it was like the second practice when I was like, okay, yeah, this, 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 this kid can really throw the football. And then obviously watching how he studied the game, watching how he walked around the locker room with note cards, trying to memorize the plays, first person in the meeting room, last person to leave the meeting room, first person on the practice field. I mean, this guy was literally setting the tone very early and I think we all wanted to replicate our game or our, our the way that we went about preparing for the game. We replicated it just like, uh, you know, what he was doing. And honestly, the rest is history. You know, we, we were capable of obviously making it to the Rose Bowl. And, and obviously we fell short, but a remarkable season. Remarkable season.
0: You guys might be the best team to ever play Wisconsin.
1: What do you think? Ooh. Ooh, um, I'm biased, of course. So I'm, I'm saying, yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, we, we, but, but let's be honest. I mean, we had there was some great, there was some great talent, man. Even, even if you count like our team and against Michigan State, there's a lot of talent on that field. But from Le'Veon Bell to to Kirk Cousins to obviously myself to Melvin Gordon, James White, Russell Wilson, Chris Borland. I mean, there, there's there were some some heavy hitters on that list and. I most definitely miss it.
2: I, I miss you know, it. if if, if <laughs> JJ hadn't turned pro the year before, if he had come back for his senior season, I th- I think that that team makes the. Uh, I, I think that. Oh team, yeah. I mean that that team is making the, the the playoff, making the final. Well, I guess it wasn't the playoff back then, but is it, it? I mean, they. I think y'all could have gone undefeated that season if, of if y'all had had JJ back. But he obviously made the right move, so yeah. you cannot <laughs> uh, you cannot uh, fret the man for that. So. Yeah. Uh, Go for it, Maddie.
0: No, I, actually to ask my thing, what do you think about my, my mental has changed completely on leaving early. I would love to hear what you think. Cause when I was playing, you're like, you never want anyone to leave to go to the pros. Now, when I look at kids, I'm like, if you could get out after a year, go. So what do you think about like, would you have stayed? Would you have gone? Like, what is your thoughts about, about going to the NFL?
1: Yeah. 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 Honestly. Um, again, I'm an open book. I made the decision to stay, um, but looking back, probably should have left. Um, but what I've landed with with my dream team, the Broncos. Who knows? No one knows. Um, so what I would say to kids today is, is yeah, if you have the opportunity to leave, like if you are obviously having great conversations with your agent, if your agent is providing you with you know factual evidence as to you know what these scouters are talking about, then yeah, you you should leave. Absolutely, preserve your body, leave. Um, make money do yeah yeah exactly go do what you need to do go do what you have been aspiring to do um since you know you were you're playing playing pop Warner football and then obviously still try to attack your degree if you can um again I don't I don't want to ever say you know school first or excuse me what, what what's the saying uh with the fingers uh it, it's it's Football second, school first. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of do it backwards like that. Yeah. But you know, obviously, let's 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 obviously stay on top of our academics, finish that if you mm-hmm. can. Um, but obviously, our our bodies are only getting older, and your window of performing at at your best is closing. So yeah, my my opinion: leave if you can. Yeah, especially the right at the running decision, back position, I think
2: is because exactly. you guys take so many hits and. Yeah. I feel like if you, it's a little bit different of a calculus if you're, let's say, an offensive lineman, right? Even if you're a quarterback, right? I, I think it, I think there's a completely different calculus than if you are a running back, if you're a linebacker, if you're a safety, if yeah. you're someone who's taking all of those hits. I mean, you know, get it while you can. But I also think that speaking of changing calculus, the new name, image, likeness deals are also going to mm. make a a big difference, right? Because if you are If you're the BMOC, if you're the big man on campus, you're going to be able to, you know, in some ways, maybe even make more money than if you are a sixth or seventh round pick. If you're an undrafted free agent, right? I mean, we see these kids coming out of high school now. I mean, the quarterback at Alabama who hasn't started a game has already made a million dollars. The kid from Texas, Quinn Ewers, who reclassified is going to Ohio State now, reportedly has a $1.4 million contract as a 17-year-old for his name image likeness
1: stuff is that the kid who's who's skipping foregoing his senior year in high school and yep, the, yep. You know, yeah, but, but, but the
2: amazing mullet he ha- i mean I he has that. an amazing <laughs> head of hair I, th- I think if he doesn't have that head of hair he's not getting that contract
0: but so, he is now a millionaire
2: but he's now a millionaire right. at 17. Yeah. At at 17. I,
0: I don't know how you say no to that you
2: can't like, you can't have money you can't. And I'm 30. you can't i don't have you money can't. and i'm 38.
0: if i could have made a million at 17 i would have said yes i'm out by the way, I'm my, gone, gone. But my <laughs> in high school was like the best year, one of the best years of my life. Mm. But for a million dollars, I would have given it up in a heartbeat. I think easily,
1: uh, easily. Maybe, and that's maybe two right. heartbeats. I'm glad you guys brought that up because that stuff, that stuff is very, very important because again, yeah, that kid is making more money right now than six, seventh rounders. And when you actually look at it all, if you, if you, if you look at it, you know, the grand view scale or what have you, if you take a step back and look at this, you would understand that 97%, 96% of college athletes are going to hit their peak in college. Not, not pros. Yeah. Most don't. And, and peak meaning the height of their career, the height of their name is going to happen usually in college. Same for me. Yeah, this <laughs> Same guy. For me, Bernie. Yeah, college. Uh, obviously, I didn't perform too well in the pros because uh, I wasn't taking care of my body. But again, most college athletes are going to experience the the, the pinnacle point of their name, their likeness in college. Yeah, and pros.
2: especially with non-revenue sports, right? Exactly. I yeah, mean, right. Right. so I'll, just quick personal story my wife is a massive college gymnastics fan, like a massive, massive college gymnastics fan. If you're not an Olympian, and you know there are five Olympians on the US team for every four-year cycle, right? So that, that's not very many. Yep. Mostly the athletes are going to reach their peak in terms of notoriety as collegiate exactly. athletes. And there's a huge cult following for gymnastics. And so now some of these girls are really able to capitalize on that. I mean, there's a girl at LSU who already had something like, I don't know, like 10, 15 million TikTok followers. And Jeez. she's she's got a, like a quarter million dollar endorsement deal now for her because she is a the super well-known gymnast. Wow. And so... Could be a
0: million bucks, though. But
2: you know what? I'm... <laughs> on a personal level, I'm really happy. I'm really happy because especially like if you, are pl- if you are in gymnastics, you are in swimming and diving. If you are in... Basically, if you're not playing football or basketball or baseball at certain schools, you know, th- this is... This is this might be the time that you can really capitalize yep. on all of the hard work that you've put in from age, you know, eighteen months old for some of these kids, right? They start playing these sports. So right. just on a personal level, I am someone who is very pro N I L and think it's and the other thing it does is it just brings it out of the darkness into the light. We all know that there have been under the table deals going on for oh, a long yeah. time. I mean, let's 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 not be silly. You know, we, we, we can't be <laughs> You know, I I mean, it happens at every school. It's been happening at every school since probably since football became big business in the 1950s, 1960s. So, but getting back to you, one of the questions we've asked everyone who's come on the show together, why Wisconsin? What made you as a very well-known recruit coming out of Missouri, which is not a traditional hotbed of you know, where, where Wisconsin recruits, what right. made you choose to come to Madison?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I narrowed it down between Iowa, Iowa, and obviously the Badgers, a good old Wisconsin Badgers. And um, I actually took more visits to Iowa. I did. Um, but for some reason, it, just, it wasn't, it, it was fine. It was fine, but it, it just didn't feel f- all the way if that makes any sense, it, 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 it was a fine visit, all the visits that I take took, but something was still just missing. And so then obviously I took my official visit to the university of Wisconsin Madison in December of 08. Um, and I believe, yeah, it was a night game against Ohio state. So, I mean, it was the dog and pony show in a good way. I loved it. I mean, we had 90,000 fans. We had a night game against Ohio state. I had the opportunity obviously of meeting coach a the day before, Ron Dane, all of these guys, um, you know, obviously, who are important to the program, Barry Alvarez, of course. And, you know, I just told myself, you know, this is, this is the stage that I'm, that I'm looking to play on, that I'm wanting to play on. Um, this is the opportunity for me to leave Missouri, go play on a big stage in an, in an amazing conference, and um to really make a name for myself. And so, obviously, after the game, which was a loss, after still meeting with the team and everything, I was like, this is this is the spot that I want to go to. When we talk about the fans, when we talk about the Sea of Red, we talk about the atmosphere, the, the, the coaches, the, the history of the program. I was like, there's no better place for a running back to go, in my opinion. So it was it was easy for me.
2: Yeah, that was. was a tough loss. I remember like Terrell Pryor had a, like, yep. a QB scramble with like a minute yeah, yeah. left in the game. And the I was like, was I, like
1: confused. I, oh yeah. I, I was, heart,
2: I was heartbroken. I was, a, uh, that year I was a super senior. Uh, you know, okay. I, I, I did a victory lap, you know, I, uh, <laughs> at school. So it was, uh, th- that was a tough one. That that was a really tough one to swallow. It
1: was, it was, but it was still, again, the, the, when you're coming from a town at the time with 40, 45, 50 K people, um, which is still a good amount. You know, coming from that small town to to Madison, not really knowing much about Madison until I hit, you know, typed it in Google. And I was like, wait, there's water up there. There's there. There's lakes. And then obviously seeing the videos of the students at the terrace, you know, having food, drinks, all the above, just having a good time. I was like, you know, that seems like an awesome environment that I want to go and obviously learn from school academics, you know learn in quotations um but obviously to play play football in front of some awesome fans <laughs> who were some of the first people you
0: met when you showed up or when when you showed up either for one the official visit or who, when you showed up as an actual
1: badger gotcha. yeah i think i think for my official visit you know how the team you know pairs recruits up with 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 uh, current athletes i think the people i was zach brown okay was was one of the first um mcfadden as yep. well. Um Schofield as well. Those guys were all freshmen when I was a senior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean I, I I'm I'm trying to remember some other guys, but I I think those are the real three that really stick out for me. Cla Clay, of course, too. Um yeah. Clay. So obviously. John is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's awesome, man. Yes.
0: I don't know. How, like, I don't know because because I I've, I I've, I've, you know I, I I meet guys in passing when we're walking around the stadium I see you guys on right. the field. I can't remember, but John has been at some like huge, like hugely. I think he was the, at Wando's when I met my wife for the first time. So like that guy's been at like major life events for me. <laughs> like a Memorial Day weekend in New York City, we were hanging out. We went to a Badger game.
1: Sorry, uh, I love RU. you, man it's so uh, I love you I'm sorry like, just you just you just openly sharing that I love it that Bernie meeting his wife at one first off you have an amazing wife by the way thank uh, you I'm very very happy for the both of you but just I love it met at Wando's and you would want it no other way that's I love it
2: that's a true Wisconsin I would, I love story it. right there
0: Yeah, it's, it it's very true I would want it no other way is for sure but it's just so like you know like just I know how my experience meeting John Clay was you know yeah. like the dude is humble, like he was awesome, mm-hmm. big, jacked up guy. You know, I knew he I knew he put he was on the badgers, I knew he played in the pros for a while. Such a good dude. What was your experience with him like coming into the to the running back room?
1: It's uh same, similar. Um he wasn't as talkative at first. Um and I didn't expect for people to be extremely talkative at first. It's a little awkward experience just because it's like, all right, we got to do this again. There's some more recruits. We got to show them around and stuff, but same energy as I've still experienced from him today, down to earth, kind guy, kind soul. Um, He's he, he, he is most definitely like a brother to me. Literally talked to him two days ago. We're talking about the upcoming season and going to a few games together. So he, he is a guy that, most definitely is the same person just like the same day I met him the first day I met him same exact guy and I love hearing stories about him too how he just doesn't change and that's a really good thing did you see him smoking a cigar just hanging (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite photos actually of him is at my golf tournament and he has that cigar in his mouth and he's and he's just over there just putting I was like you really held that cigar in your mouth for like all 18 holes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have to go back to this because to me, Russell Wilson, I've never met him is like okay. a, like a, a folklore of, I mean, the dude probably is the best quarterback. I, I think we've had some great quarterbacks, but he, he, he's probably the best quarterback. I just have to, you right. know, probably because Brooks Bonders is still a brother to me as well. But of course, let's be real. Russell Wilson's the, the pinnacle of, of, Wisconsin quarterbacks yeah you mentioned it a little bit but I, I want to dig more like when he showed up like okay. we're hearing things what were you hearing when he showed up like did you go up and say hi like <laughs> just get in the huddle and say dude I'm the guy like let's roll <laughs> what, what was that like for him to just show up I mean I know he was highly recruited coach B was all over him right the around him was
1: bananas but like That can all be there. What was it like to just be in the locker room? Like, okay, so all those questions. No, no, no. I got you, man. No, I, I, I think those are wonderful questions because this is something that's important. I mean, Russell is an anomaly in a sense when when we talk about quarterback position at Wisconsin. He came in and then, obviously, his one year, he's become he he made a he made a stamp. He he's needs most definitely remembered. So when Russell first came on to campus many players were a little hesitant to speak just because we just didn't understand. We didn't, we, again, we didn't understand this, this, this hype. What was this so much hype for? Um, I even remember us huddling up in front of a locker and watching some of his highlights on YouTube, you know, from NC state. And we're like, okay, yeah, this, this kid can really throw the football. But again, that's ACC. This is big 10. Uh, so I'm like, you know, this, this is a different style of play here, but with Russell, One thing that he made sure that we all were aware of was that no matter what, the one thing that we can't control is our effort. And again, very cliche, but it's very important to keep harping on that when we're talking about what are the communications like in the locker room. That was it with Russell. It was a lot of things we can't control. But the one thing you can't control is your effort. And not only was he not just saying it, he was also doing it. Again, I've already shared he was the first in the meeting room, last one to leave, first one even in the weight room. Um, granted, he was always one of the first to leave the weight room because quarterbacks don't do too much, and they do a lot of obviously like PT and all that jazz. <laughs> but the wonderful thing about Russell is, again, he was speaking in and walking it. And that's one thing that it was a little different for us, a little different for us because, again, we were – just so accustomed to what we do, don't fix what's not broken, meaning let's just keep pounding the football. Establish the run, and we'll be fine. Well, he most definitely came in and changed that game. And obviously, once a week of practice went by, whole team rallied behind him. We were like, yeah. okay, okay, uh, Barry, okay, uh, Coach B, you guys found you guys found the quarterback. You guys find, found that missing piece. And then obviously, we know the rest is history. We pretty much got knocked out of the national championship by two Hail Marys
2: yeah unbelievable back to back stuff absolutely (laughs) and like what what really just stood out to me as someone from the outside the fact that he came in in june july and was elected captain in august like that to me that said more about him not necessarily as a player but as a leader than anything else
1: and that's why i'm glad you brought that up because that's that's literally when people ask me you know how was it playing with Russell and the leadership is one of the first like words that that pops in my head, like a description of Russell is, is his leadership. It's not fake. It's really not. Some people can take it as, you know, it's really in your face. Um, You know, he's not being his authentic self, but that's not true. That is his authentic self. He is a natural born leader and and that's why Seattle loves him. (laughs) That's literally why Seattle loves him. That's why the children's hospital, (laughs) they love him. I mean, this guy, On and off the field is someone you want to really try to to follow, and that that's 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 very true.
0: That's awesome. So who who else besides him was like a vocal leader in the locker room?
1: Yeah, and yeah. Um, I have one more
0: like absurd question, but I I want to I, I, let's let's go with that one first.
1: <laughs> I got a funny story for you guys too about Russell <laughs> that I that I that I'm most definitely going to get into. But um, other vocal leaders. Um, so we're talking about the 2011 season um i wasn't so much of a vocal leader um mm-hmm. i was more so just um sort of i'll just show you you know what it is we need to be doing um i was never really the hoorah rah, like scream and get people jacked up because my 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 thing was you know if you need to get jacked up to play then then you might not be in the right sport um granted i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that type <laughs> of leadership. But that was just always with me. It just didn't fit my personality to scream and shout and yell in your face and and all that. But I respect it. Um, outside of Russell, I would have to say the other vocal leader, Chris Borland, for the defense. Mike Taylor. Um, even though Mike Taylor is a really was a really quiet guy, but he still was somewhat a vocal leader uh, in play. I'll say in play, like during during the game. Um, who else would I say? <laughs> Vocal leaders, man. Honestly, I'll just say those two guys right there. Um, we were uh, just a Smash Mouth team that just let Russell Wilson handle it on offense, Chris Borland and Mike Taylor handle it on defense. When it came to being that vocal leader,
0: yeah, we. I mean, you know, uh, Brandon Williams. He was Absolutely. Vocal. I don't think he. I yeah. think he talks in his sleep. <laughs> think it talks everywhere. um you know we had we had matt and i had antajan who was a d-line yep, yep. talked all the time um dante sanders talked all okay the time. and you know what i i loved it because you, you you just you like rally it gets you excited like it's not boring and it's fun true um so i and yeah, that's, I mean, and I, that's I, the I thing
1: and that's the thing. I, I When I say you know, the way that I led wasn't v- vocally, in a sense. I, I was more so – I mean, I, yeah, I would say, like, come on, guys, let's go. Um, but I would go out there and then just, just you know, proofs in the pudding. This is what we're supposed yeah. to be doing. This is how it's supposed to be done. And this is how we're supposed to do it every single time. Consistency is the key when we're talking about smash-mouth football. you got to establish the run. It's all about how consistent you are you. Get those three yards. Get those three yards. Get those three yards. Um, but obviously the other side of leadership is – is like you, Bernie, and that stuff is 100% needed. Um, that being rally the guys, yell, shout, get them jacked, all that stuff is still needed. Um, it's just not the route that I took, but yeah, it's nothing wrong. It's, it's a perfect yin yang in a sense. Yeah. It, it, it works very well. <laughs> Dude, so did Russell
0: have to stand up in front of everyone in the team room? You know how that this is, I mean, we did. <laughs> all right, guys, this is Russell Wilson. Let's give him one. And he claps
1: once for him and he sits down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Oh, you (laughs) literally, I have not thought about that since like now, since you just bringing that up, the (laughs) one clap, dude. Wow. But that's, that's why when people ask, you know, if you had to choose, which one do you miss most NFL or college? It's college. That's such an easy decision for me. So easy. And I think it has a lot to do with just because it was at Wisconsin too. Would it be Mm -hmm. different would I have a different answer if I went somewhere else? I'm not sure. Obviously, you know, we'll never know that answer, but I think by playing at Wisconsin, playing around the guys, being around even, you know, the older guys like yourself and other guys who will come back on campus, see you guys and walking around in the locker room around the facilities. It's like, this is, there's really not a lot of places like this. And then are you as big
0: of a fan as I am now? Like I know the ESPN Madison, but like, you Know I look at Jalen Berger and some of these dudes, and I'm like, Man, I am your biggest fan. <laughs> but I also sit literally... where you're sitting, but you don't know that, yeah. but I'm your
1: biggest fan. <laughs> dude, I would give like eight of my toes to trade places with them right now. It's like dude, the timing, it's like again, at hindsight's 2020. We had the older guys telling us to cherish these moments because you know you're gonna be missing them. Yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's literally what I'm telling the guys today, <laughs> yesterday and stuff. I'm like, you guys. I would give anything just to be back as a freshman and, you know, one of the greatest, in my opinion, obviously the greatest campus and sports team, you know, environment on the planet. Mm-hmm. I would literally trade a lot for it. Um, but again, let me, let me, let me, let me share this quick story about Russell yeah, guys. Please. So
2: let's
1: just kind of finish it up with Russ. Uh, again, Russell on and off the field. He's a guy that, I mean, you'd want your daughter to marry a guy that you'd want your kids to, to idolize. I mean, this guy is by the book to the T a a great human being. Um, And so we won a game and uh, Bernie, you're familiar with where's the place that we go to at around 1230 at night, the last stop of the night, uh, that bar. And um, it's just two letters. This bar just has two, it's, it's two words, but people just refer to it as two letters and it's the same letter. Let me just say that, but Long story short, he walks in, right? And you guys are familiar with this bar. It's There's spills everywhere. It's That's the last stop of the night. <laughs> Russ comes in with a Burberry scarf, Burberry shoes on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just dressed down. And, you know, this is that bar where you're in your worst pair of shoes. Yep. Your, your back is sweaty <laughs> yep. just from bar hopping. I'm like, Russ, man and this was like one of the first times he's ever gone out. He really, I think I only seen him out for that entire year, maybe four times, Yeah, maybe four. So this was one of the first times he's ever stepped foot out into the party atmosphere in Madison. He walks in. I'm like, bro, you do not want to be wearing that. No. You do not want to be wearing that. In here. <laughs> Knowing, and obviously people in here know too, that you were drafted by the Rockies. So you got some yeah. money and, and all Man. that. I was like, you don't want to wear that in here. Not, not, not for the sake of if, if, it's, if it's going to get no, it's going to get destroyed. It's going to get destroyed. <laughs> just going yeah. to get spills of beer on it. People are going to knock into you, and your shoes are going to look completely different once you leave. And it was funny. <laughs> so he was like, really? I was like, bro, you do not want to be wearing that in here. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, he was just gone. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is not the weird. bar.
0: I would wear my Timberlands in there, and they would be destroyed by the end of the night. You ever go in the bathroom in that place? It's it's like well, it, they redid it, so it's a little bit nicer, not really that much nicer. Ooh. And there's some people in there who are have have went too far. I've been there exactly. a few times, but they've they so the, <laughs> the place is gross, um, but I love it. But it's really you can't wear nice clothes to any I would say any bar in Madison. Cause people are going to step on your
1: shoes. It's Pat. Yeah. It's and that's, yeah. The, and that's the thing I wanted to share that. Cause again, Russell was this, I'm coming to Madison to play football to win a championship yeah. period. Yeah. But obviously in the time we won a game and he was like, right, I'll step out for a bit. So you have this innocent guy, <laughs> right. You know, we're, we're so used to the bars here in Madison and everything yeah. We're we're like, okay, we know where to go. We know what time to be where. So he had no idea, just completely oblivious to us, to it all. So it was just awesome just to see him like, yeah, dude, you don't want to, you don't want to be wearing that in here. <laughs> like, if, <laughs> if you like if you like those clothes, and if you want to wear them again, could they, you,
0: could they smoke in the bars when you were in college?
2: No, nope, so no, they did not allow that.
0: I think my first two or three years, you could still smoke in the bar. Maybe yeah, that my that, that,
2: that ended, Matt. I think when you were when you were junior, I was a freshman, and that was the last year you could smoke that would in the bar. Brutal. No. it was the worst. Ooh. It was it was Ooh. the worst. <sighs> it was absolutely the worst.
0: You you'd wear and you your clothes smelled like cigarettes and all oh, your hair yeah well i mean oh
2: everything. Every- <laughs> everything and and you couldn't wash it out man you couldn't it was wash gross. it out right you know especially especially in like the commercial washers that you had down at McLean Center like they didn't get like they didn't even get like the sweat smell out of it much less much less like cigarette smell so yeah
1: nicotine has a very potent strong smell to it and yeah I-, I was Oh, I yeah. would not have liked that. Maybe, maybe that would have helped out my trajectory of of, uh, <laughs> of uh, staying away from alcohol if they did uh, smoke in the bars. Because I'd have been like, Mm-mm, I'm not going.
2: Well, th- that's what <laughs> shocked me. One, one of the biggest things that shocked me when I came in as a freshman, because, I mean, so I was on the track team when I was a freshman, when I was a freshman. Right. And what shocked me was how many people dipped. Like, I mm. was blown away by the amount of, athletes that I interacted with who dipped that to me, that was, I was just like, and I'm from like rural New Hampshire where there's a okay. fair amount of people who do, but even then, like, it wasn't like most of the athletes that I was, you know, that I was with. And then I, I got to Wisconsin and I, and I, and I vividly remember it was my, it was my first track pack practice. And we had, like uh, and we had, you know, a couple of sprinters there who were really good, and we had, you know, a couple like jumpers and stuff like that. And there's this guy, this tall, skinny kid who is an all-American high jumper. The second we are done with practice, he t- packs an entire horseshoe in his <laughs> mouth, and I'm like, "What on earth just- is happening right now?" Like, just, I, I'm like, he he got this, like, he's got a log of grizzly in his locker. And I was just like, oh, my, what, like, what world am I, what, you know, I am like this, like, baby face kid, 18 years old, come and think I'm going to be an all-American hammer thrower. And I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into? Oh,
0: my oh, gosh. It's a, I'm not going to lie, it's the same for me. I showed up and I'm like, what are these people doing one they're so much bigger than me i was like what are these mammoths yes. right.
1: yes. they're putting
0: i'm like i'm chewing tobacco and they're like it's not chewing tobacco and i'm like well what is it they're like it's dip. Right. oh my bad i didn't know the difference because i've never <laughs> so i'll tell you i don't think i've ever told many people this um my freshman year were at the holy name which is the um where we had football camp the the seminary
1: oh yes yes
0: owen daniels is a freshman we're together and and i was like you know what uh you know what i broke down i'm like let me see what the hype's about threw a dip in i didn't know what got you like kind of twisted
1: mm-hmm. I, i've, had, I've had a few
0: yeah i'm spinning it yeah. out and i take it out i throw it away and i'm like oh man i feel terrible right now mm. i take a shower it's like 10 o'clock at night i take a shower i'm throwing up in the shower and then I go, and then the next day I felt like I was hungover. And you know, I camp. I was a freshman, so I wasn't really doing much. But there's nothing worse than going to practice with a headache already from not hitting. Which, and then I was, I was like, be "Brutal, D man, you okay?" He's like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm never ever gonna dip again." He's like, "I will never dip again. I don't think we ever dipped. You know, once they came out with the pouch, like sometimes right. I throw a pouch in just to like reaffirm how much I hated it. It's like for me eating a cherry. I'm like, Nope, it's been five years. I'm not going to do another five years. I'm not coming back. I haven't done it in, it's gotta be over 15 years. But when I did it the second or third time, I was like, I'm never coming. back. I'm never revisiting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seems like we got very, we have a very similar story because same. <laughs> a couple of the guys were doing it uh, around my j- sophomore and junior year. And I was like, it was the pouches. And I was like, yeah, yeah why not let me see let me see what the hype is about that night man i think i had at up up until that point one of the worst nights of my life because i was it was just coming out of both ends yeah both, both, oh. both ends. okay and, and, I, oh, and I had a little it. alcohol and i had alcohol in my system too so now i'm puking up a little bit of tobacco puking <sighs> up a little bit of alcohol taste and and, is, and probably had some chili fries as well or something something you know <laughs> like that and then the other end is same stuff and i'm like this is not how are you guys what did i do it wrong yeah <laughs> like, and, and they did it, not it not four
0: me. five ten times a day
1: I'm yep. I, I, not for
2: absolutely sometimes
0: <laughs> we throw it in until six in the morning all right so let's jump off this topic
2: hold on before we do that before we do that <laughs> got a quick ad read from our newest sponsor play action pools our pod <laughs> is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring interactive fun to our favorite sport You'll be able to get in the action at playactionpools.com on the football pick'em challenge. It's open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for the contest. Believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and get your picks in each week. We're going to be selecting from the 10 highest profile games in both NFL and college. Whoever gets the most picks correct every week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and DC shoes. Again, let's head over to playactionpools.com. Sign up for the contest. at b l e a v. Football Pick'Em, and if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. Survivor Pick'Em, as well as some sportsbook-style concepts called Build Your Bankroll. We're all trying to build our bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all the office sports pools. I want to switch our focus here just a little bit. Before we get into it, I want like three minutes just on the offensive linemen you played with. Because... One of the, which I know will probably take more than three minutes, but one of the things that Wisconsin is known for, obviously, is known for two position groups, right? It's known for running backs, and it's known for offensive linemen, and they have to work hand in hand. Who was the most psychotic of the offensive linemen you played with? Easy,
1: easy. At the uh, time, John Moffitt uh I've heard, okay over there. so i
2: i do a podcast with a guy named ryan seymour as well who played with john in seattle yeah. and easy. he said That's he's a- not he's the most he played ryan played on seven different pro teams okay and he said john is the biggest psycho he's come across in his life
1: well <laughs> that was probably one of the easiest questions i've ever had and 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 it worked for him on the field but not off the field, Moffitt. And, and, and you know, I do hope Moffitt's doing well right now. But but on the field, he was a monster. He was a monster. And and that worked for him. Um second place would be um Kevin Zeidler. Kevin Zeidler, um, amazing guy, by the way, too. Um, he's just very, very He's just very hard on himself, uh, which I think is a good way, is, which is what pushes him. You know, he makes sure – I mean, the video circulated a couple months back of him as his, his wife was in labor, right, and he's, he's, he's doing his steps in the labor room, like his drop steps while, yeah. you know, she's over there in labor <laughs> or having contractions. I mean, this guy is a little bit psychotic as well on the field, <laughs> but in a good way. But in a good way. That stuff, they know how to use that. Third, not an offensive lineman, but it was Mike Taylor. <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> but I was fortunate to play with some really 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 good guys up front, uh, great players. Um that being Peter Kahn's, uh obviously Travis Frederick. I mean, these guys were the highest paid in their position at their time. Um once once they made it into the league, um even Groy uh to obviously uh, Kareemi, Gabe Kareemi. I mean, I I was fortunate to have some really really amazing big guys up in front of me um obviously clearing the way but i give the cake to give the cake to Moffat
0: for sure i give i give the cake to him also yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 you 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 remember him well bernie I, from, <laughs> yes i do it,
0: from <laughs> hearing a lot of things and then meeting him i'm like wow i can understand where this is yeah. coming from yeah, yeah.
1: yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Moffitt for sure oh. but I mean it, again but it worked it worked for him on the field um Bob boasted at the time was the offensive line coach and he obviously used it as well um push a few buttons on purpose for Moffitt um in a respectable way just to get sure. him fired up which obviously the whole entire team and himself benefited from it um but it but yeah it, it's definitely Moffitt <laughs> most definitely so, <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> He's a funny, he's an interesting guy. I totally forgot yeah, he is. So you brought it up, and I was like, He's gonna say, I know who he's gonna say right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I have, a, I have a, a, a question that I think will be hard for you to answer. Okay. I, just, I, I Wikipedia'd you. All right, you have a box that has highlights and awards, and it is a box that I've never seen so many amazing things in. I mean, Doug Walker, you're a Heisman Trophy finalist. I'm sorry to bring all this stuff up. You know, no, you're good, man. <laughs> Wait, well, Two-time first, all Big Ten. You were like the best player in the Big Ten two years in a row. Big Ten offensive player of the year. I mean, dude, it makes me proud. Like, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> what, what are you the most proud of on the field? And then what are you the most proud of off the field?
1: Hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a tough question. (laughs) Most proud of from on the field. um, I would have to say. There's there's two there's I have have two answers to that, because I obviously want to speak on individually, but obviously collectively as a team. Um, So individually, I think uh, what I'm most proud of for myself on the field is is not giving up when I when I actually was close to. So in 2010, when and I've shared this story before, but but I'll remind some folks in 2010, I, I really didn't get a lot of playing time. Um, until obviously something had to happen. So we played Ohio State, who was ranked number one at the time, and we beat him. remember David Gilreath's kickoff return, back yep. to the house, and the, and the rest is history. James White had a great game play. Um, the team was really clicking. J.J. Watt played well. And so I did not get a single snap. I did not receive one single second of that game, um, and that really ate me ate at me ate, ate me alive really it was just eating away at my soul the entire game after the game I went home uh talking to my parents I was like I don't know what's going on because my freshman year I barely played as well too and so I'm like maybe this ain't it maybe I need to switch back to linebacker because I played that growing up as well I mean I needed to do something and just having those conversations with my family and friends about you know you just got to work harder period you just got to work harder and so I did um and granted, not a lot was supposed to change. Not a lot. Not a lot's going to change in one week of working hard. Um, it, it, it's possible, of course, but when we talk about one week of practicing, you really only get like two days of full padded practices, maybe yep. three. Um, but we played Iowa the following week, and, and and unfortunately, James White and Clay both got injured, and so the third string back is now first string back. That being myself, had to go and step up and make a big play, fourth down catch to keep the play um, our drive going and then score the game winning touchdown. And then I became the starter um, for the next, for the rest of the season and the next two years after that. Um, So I'm very proud of myself for that, for just showing people that, you know, if things are not going your way, if things are not going as you envision them to go and it's a little, you're a little upset about it just to work harder, work harder. Mm -hmm. You have to work harder. Um, And then obviously collectively, I would say one thing I'm most proud of is, is our big 10 championship game against Michigan state, man. Um, because that one stung us losing against them earlier in the year in the Hail Mary, just because Minnesota on paper at the time and still obviously today is our is the rival is the trophy game, but at the time of my years from '09 to '12, it seemed like Michigan State was really our rival, <laughs> and so that really hurt our souls losing to them again in a Hail Mary, but then getting them back in the Big Ten championship excuse me championship game and advancing to the Rose Bowl was. Awesome. Was something I'll, I'll never forget. Just that atmosphere, Duckworth's catch. I mean, mm-hmm. that is that is the epitome of a team rallying together and, and, and beating a team that beat them that year um, in a very important game. So those two, th- those are my answers, man.
0: this guys probably would have went to the playoffs if they were playoffs.
1: Yeah, we would have. We, 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 <laughs> hey. we most definitely would have um, because – one statistic, they said, like, out of the teams, the Big Ten was really good that year, and and yeah. the Big Ten defenses were really good that year. Uh, I was the, Michigan State's defense, Ohio State's defense, of course. Yeah. Uh, we're, there were some really good, I think, top five defenses in all of NCAA were in, at least three were in the Big Ten. So, yeah, we played some really good football that year. So I'd have to say, I mean, the 2011 season is, is one to remember.
0: It's so sad to think
1: about that. That 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 was our year.
0: I think like, it still could happen. But if they, with the playoffs, you guys would have 100 went in there, and I think you guys would have dominated. You also, yeah. I mean, you're right. Russell showed up in June. You know, he like put a helmet on June, in August, like, with a whole new team, whole new everything. You're telling he's walking around the cards.
1: To me, that stuff is crazy. Yeah. That's it's that's why honestly, I'm I'm so glad you guys. You know, had this, you know, to talk about today because that when you, when we, I mean, we haven't won a Big Ten championship game since since 2011, or excuse me, since 2012.
2: 2012
1: yeah. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about obviously, we're Badgers fans here. We, we, we root, we're diehard. You see it back here behind me, diehard Badgers fans. And we, Bernie, me and you being former players for the football team. You know, we're gonna be hard on the guys like you guys we we need to be feared again we're not feared anymore we need that we need that psychological aspect to it i think most yeah. teams who lose against alabama lose to them before the coin toss just because sure. they know it's alabama right and so because again they're putting their cleats on the same way granted yeah they have athletes yeah they have a great coaching program weight room program but again still as we all understand it it's all about which team shows up which team plays the best I think that right now the Badgers need to obviously win games, obviously perform well, but we need that psychological aspect. Teams need to fear coming into Camp Randall. All right, so, so we have more.
0: 10 to 12 minutes. I, I want to let's let's dig into that. Yeah. What, what do you see this team needing to to take that next step to beating the Michigan States or, or any rival, the Iowa's the Penn States, the first team? Yeah. What do you see that this team needs? to get back to domination and to go, to be a big 10 champ, to beat Ohio state,
1: which is king of the hill right now. What do you right. think? What are you, what do you see? Got to be more aggressive and, and meaning we got to run the score up a few times. Got to run the score up a few times, uh, hit some of those spreads. I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, to be honest, obviously with all jokes aside, I think what we need to do, obviously the most important thing is winning. Penn state's going to be a challenge for us. Penn state always does a great job of recruiting the front seven of being on defense. They're, they're always stacked. They always do a great job of playing very sound football, very sound. Um, So we have to play even better. Um, But honestly, I think for us to become that feared team, we have to smack Notre Dame in the mouth. We have to smack them in the mouth. You know, we have to.
0: I'd like to hear that because I think we have those guys as Matt and I have talked, we have some linemen who are like, right. Starting little scuffles and, and, you know, Greg Merckx again brought it up said, um, uh, Tittman's a mauler. So I'd like to hear that. I love it. Right. You, know, you, you want to have your, your big guys up front as you yep.
1: like, you're like, I, I want you in a dark alley. If something goes wrong. Yeah. And that's how I've, I almost felt. No, I wouldn't even. I guess I wouldn't even say almost. I felt protected, man. I really did, and I think that's why. Again, you know, obviously running backs need a great offensive line to put up good numbers. That's. I wasn't just giving credit to the O line because I was told to. Um, I wanted to as well because I, dude. Those holes were massive. (laughs) It's like, granted, and again, I don't want to take anything from myself of my hard work, but let's be honest. Those were some really good guys up there. So, yeah, I felt protected, and I think that Mm -hmm. helped out my game, knowing I know there's going to be a big enough crease there for me, so I'm going there 100% full speed. I'm going to trust them. So when we talk about this fear, that defense needs to fear those maulers up front. They need to fear them. Like, I'm going to get blindsided by 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 the guard uh, on a trap play or something like that. I got to, I got to, you know, keep my head on the swivel. Just make them think, make them think a little longer. That's what we need.
0: I mean, (laughs) it's the same thing for me because, well, I, you know, when I switched the tailback, we had some, I I thought we had some bad dudes. And Joe Thomas was the nicest guy I've ever played with. He wasn't a mean guy on the field, but he was so good. It didn't matter, but we had, you've met clink scale, Dan Benning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rayola. These guys, those three were bad dudes in their own right. And listen, I felt comfortable with Clink scale anywhere right. in the world. <laughs> we could have walked into like, I don't
1: know, like the, like a mafia room, and I would be like, well, I'm with Clink, and I think we're completely safe here. Well, the fullbacks, too. I mean, that's the thing. That's the running backs are protected, man, because of people like yourself. Yeah. Uh, Brady, was, Brady was blocking for me. Derek Watt toward my last year. I mean yeah. –
0: I was going to bring up Brady because he might yeah. be one of my favorite fullbacks that I've ever watched. Yeah, man. You know, I, I still have um, number one is still, um, who am I thinking of? He played on the Eagles forever. I'm blanking on his name. Cecil Martin. I think Cecil his, Martin? Okay. I think Cecil or, Martin might be the best fullback to ever play at Wisconsin. Presley? Presley was a beast, but he only played like one or two years. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, he couldn't hold onto the ball. His biceps were too big. Yeah. His,
0: chest, dude, his, his chest and bicep was so big that the ball stuck out so much that it was, you could just like hit it with a finger. He, he was the strongest human I've ever been around. And he was a bad guy. Dude, He's he the running. reason I
2: got cut from the track team. They gave, they, yeah. they gave my spot to Presley. We were yeah. freshmen at the same time.
1: I'm sorry, man, to bring that up. No, 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 it's all good. I
2: I was like, listen, man, he was a way more accomplished (laughs) high school athlete than I was. I was, I, well, like, and like, I remember, like, with the first day of meetings, he walked in, like, he even played football, but he came to, like, one of the track meetings because he'd been recruited to do track as well because he was an Mm -hmm. all American thrower in high school. And I sat down next to him. I'm thinking, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I am, you know, state champion in two events. I'm a New England champion in the hammer thrower. I'm like, I'm a big deal. And I sat down next to Chris Presley. And I looked at him, and I looked at myself. I'm like, this might not go so well. Then we had a recruiting dinner the next week, and I'm sitting with Joe Thomas. And I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into? I was so, in so far over my head. So I, I – but, you know, Chris Chris was the nicest dude to me. Like, oh, yeah. Joe, same thing. But, like, Chris dude. especially, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even mad that you're taking my spot, dude. Like, I don't care that I just went through fall camp, and, like, I've been doing well. I've been throwing better. Like, I'm not even mad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy for you. I'm happy for me. Like I'm happy for everyone. (laughs) So that was, that was was a a, lot of fun.
0: He was such a jolly guy. Like he was so so respectful. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And let's go back to Brady Ewing.
1: What was it like? What was
0: it like running behind Brady?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad, I'm glad Brady's again in this conversation because Brady, man. So obviously when we broke up into our position groups, Brady was like the leader for us Mm -hmm. in our, just, just because of, you know, seniority, all the above, he's been doing the right thing for X amount of days, X amount of years. So the coach was like, this is a guy you guys need to obviously listen to um, when, when he's talking about, you know, what time to arrive at meetings, it was always Brady's responsibility to make sure that we are on time. Um, And we were, we most definitely respected the heck out of him. Um, So Brady man was the guy who didn't care if he didn't get the football. Didn't care if he wasn't even in on the play, but he was making sure that if he's not in the game, he was going to do all he can on the sidelines. But if he was in the game, if he was blocking this man, I'm telling you lit some linebackers up, man, lit them up. I mean, I'm running right past him and I hear that smack. I mean, he would catch them right under the chin strap, man. Yeah. You you know that form catch them right under the chin strap. You shock them. And that's all you need is that quick little shock to stop their momentum. And they're done he would do that so perfectly. And I, obviously it, it helped out my game. I, I knew that he was going to be there, that he was going to make that block. Very, very just very meticulous with everything yeah. that he did. And then obviously that, that showed, he was, he's another, phenomenal. he's another dude.
0: He's another dude. i fanboyed. I was
1: like, yo, Brady, you're one of my
0: favorite guys. You don't know. Me. Yeah. Bernie, though.
1: <laughs> <Hey."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, we, trust me. We, we, yeah we all knew of obviously the Hebrew hammer <laughs> Birdie himself, um, and, and that's the thing. man again, and when we talk about the the history, the, the camaraderie, yeah again, we would see you around the locker room, we'd, we'd see you guys um, just walking around the facilities. we'd catch you guys sometimes after a big game homecoming for sure, out at the bars, and that just made us feel like, okay, really, once a yeah. badger, always a badger. <laughs>
0: Listen, I'll tell you that running back room is special. I mean, we are running backs, so it makes sense. But right, yeah. it's been special. I think it's been more special than a lot of other position rooms for I agree. decades. And I agree. dude, you kept it going. You elevated it. I mean, it's it's just so special. I know we're we're running out of time, but but for the for the running backs this year, you mm-hmm. excited to see.
2: You, saw, most, you obviously saw that, most... that that Chez is starting, you know, he got it. Yeah. And so <laughs> what quickly, what is your predictions for the running backs this year, this weekend, yeah. especially do you think they're going to be how much you think they will be splitting carries you, which, you know, you had you, James and Melvin on the same right. team, man, that, that, I mean, that's crazy <laughs> talent right there. So what, you know, what, how do you foresee sort of them splitting carries and yeah. you know, how do you think it's going to go this weekend and then moving forward?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, that wonderful question because I think fans need to remember that someone has to be first string. That's just what it is. Someone has to be first string. That has to be turned in. That has to be reported. Um, and I say that because it's, it's Wisconsin football. It's Big Ten football. We need a stable of running backs. Once we get into the meat of the schedule, the meat of the Big Ten, we're going to need Jalen Berger. We're going to need Braylon Allen. We're going to need these guys who maybe right now, maybe feeling as if they're not going to get a lot of playing time. We're going to need them. Come, come obviously meet to the schedule, but Malusi, obviously I'm looking forward to seeing. I really am. He's got the speed. He's got the breakaway speed coming from Clemson. Of course. Right. Was yep. it Clemson yep. correct? Yeah. Coming from Clemson's he got the speed. Let's just, it's it just, let's see how he matches up against Penn state. Again, ACC yep. football is different from big 10 football. And also so we'll see.
0: Take what, what Monte ball says, work hard, Work. Your time will come, and then that's when you show what you can do, and boom, you're
1: now the starter. You're a dope Absolutely. Winner, award winner. You're one of the best to ever do it. Two eight. That's a, that's a really good point, Bernie. And I actually never really thought about that. That, yeah, your entire trajectory of your collegiate and possibly professional career can change in a, in a week. Change in one, one week. That's what we always said one play. One week. Can yeah, be the starter play. Yeah, Nuts. and, and more, more times than not, your opportunity to become a starter is going to happen because of an unfortunate injury of the starter. So you just or have to something. be prepared. Right, right. or you something. You have to be prepared.
2: And you got to be ready.
1: But, Mande, you, yeah.
0: dude, thank you so much, man, yeah, for Thank you. Up. No problem, fellas. I, you we, I've got I a thousand more questions Madison. I could
2: have asked. So we're going to have to have well, you back on again very soon. Yeah, because yes. You know, <laughs> because, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've got a trillion more questions I wanted to ask. About this team, about some of the good work that you're oh, yeah. doing. So yes, Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah s- you guys
1: you guys are talking badgers football, so you don't even have to ask me to say, hey,
2: how does this day look? i will be Done. like, yes, count me
1: in. Uh, Done. Bernie, and I'll text you when Bernie. I'm back in town. I was just gonna say that. Text me when you're back in town, Done. man.
2: Done. <laughs> All right. Well, you, man. Thank you again, you're Monty. And until guys. next time on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Yes,
1: sir. You guys are doing great work here. Thank you for thank having you. me.